Travis Wingfield. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. You are Locked On Dolphin, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphin, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami! What is up, Dolphins, and welcome into the Tuesday, May the 22nd edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, the 2018 season is open for business as OTAs kicked off earlier this afternoon. We'll discuss the takeaways from day one of practice, as well as get you caught up on all the media hoopla of the day. Plus, just what kind of player is Bobby McCain? And I'll drop a teaser from my Jeff Darlington interview that we did this morning. All of that and much, much more. But first, I have to remind you guys, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Give me a follow on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at LockdownFins. Check out LockdownDolphins.com. We have tons of stuff up on the site right now, including Ryan Tannehill's Week 6 charting project out tomorrow, actually, I should say, as well as an OTA re- preview on the LockdownDolphins.com page. And of course, at a Lockdown Sports family of podcasts like the Lockdown Heat podcast and Lockdown NFL podcast for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. And before we get started today, I, I suppose I... My planning was not poor. It just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. I was hoping to have some information for you guys regarding press conferences, players speaking, Ryan Tannehill taking to the podium, Adam Gaze taking to the podium, and some players we haven't heard from in a while. And I wanted to get kind of a breakdown on what those guys said and just interpret it for you guys. However, the media will not be available today. It's going to be tomorrow on Wednesday afternoon. The players and coaches are going to talk, and I have a busy day tomorrow, so I probably won't be able to make it for that. However, we can go ahead and go over some of the news that happened throughout the course of the day with Ryan Tannehill returning back to the practice field and the story getting somewhat picked up by some of the national media outlets. So we'll talk about that and much more. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. That's another Miami Dolphins. So the big story of the day was the non-existent brace on Ryan Tannehill's knee. The Miami Dolphins social media team that has been all over Tannehill all offseason, they've been promoting him as the quarterback, as the guy, as the leader of this fran- of this franchise and organization. And today he returned to the practice field for the first time in an actual organized setting, organized team activities, lo and behold. And it was his first time on the practice field and he came out with a camera crew behind him running out onto the field at Nova Southeastern University without a brace on his left knee. So coming out with zero restriction, zero brace. I don't know if he's trying to prove a point or if he just doesn't have to have it anymore and he wants to be back to what he was before. So the word the Dolphins kind of put out there in in the ether today was that he has no restrictions to his game. He can do everything at practice that they would ask a normal player that hadn't had an injury to his knee or to whatever it was. So he is a full go in practice. And the note that I suppose most fans would want to hear is that they believe he is at the same durability he was at before the injury occurred. So as has been the case with ACLs over time, they say that they get stronger after they're repaired. They come back even better than ever with today's medicine, today's science, and all of the advancements we have in those areas. And I know that can be a little disconcerting for fans because we heard the exact same thing last year with the stem cell and vigorous rehab process that he had gone through for the 2017 season. He went back to the old traditional way, went under the knife, got surgery, and now here he is in May, 
just nine months removed from the actual injury and the surgery happening. So he's all good to go. Looks good for him. The other NFL teams that have quarterbacks returning are getting lots of pub on NFL Network as well as ESPN and on Twitter too. Seeing the videos of those guys working through the injuries and through their rehabs like Carson Wentz. But Ryan Tannehill's out there doing it with no restriction and no brace. And today is not really much of a heavy hitting type of day, just getting on the field, throwing the football, lots of seven on seven, nine on seven, even 11 on 11 drills are allowed, but primarily it's conditioning, just getting the lay of the land. There were some pretty cool photos of the guys palling around together. A really cool one of Rashad Jones and Minka Fitzpatrick making a call together next to each other. So that was pretty cool to see. And there was actually a story picked up on PFT, profootballtalk.com. And as you peruse the website, you'll actually see a lot of stuff in there in regards to Carson Wentz, like I mentioned, and Deshaun Watson. So those guys are available to the media. They're opening up and talking to the guys and giving us stuff to chew on, whereas the Miami Dolphins are not. But there is a piece on Ryan Tannehill, and it came from a tweet from Ian Rappaport saying that he has no restrictions and no limitations. So the same story, we're going to go ahead and keep repeating it. Ryan Tannehill is a full go, and I actually woke up to a bit of a heart attack this morning because I wake up out here on the West Coast when you guys are already fully going throughout the course of the day. It's getting close to lunchtime for you guys by the time I'm awake out here on the West Coast. And last year during training camp, I would wake up and read my phone and have all the updates from practice and all the news that the Dolphins had put out there into the world before I was even awake. And when I woke up on that fateful day, looking at my phone, seeing that Tannehill had went down and practiced with a non-contact injury. And I had several texts to my phone saying like, are you okay? Like what's going on? Do you know what happened with Tannehill? All this stuff. So just not a fun situation to wake up to. And this morning I, I use the Yahoo sports app on my phone. I wake up, I don't have the text, but I have an update from Yahoo sports. And I actually told my fiance last night before I went to bed that I was nervous to wake up because I just don't want to come to my phone and see the exact same report that I saw last August. And lo and behold, I have an update from Yahoo sports. When I wake up this morning, right before 8am out here on the West coast. And it says, Miami Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill and I was just like oh no you've got to be kidding me and then I went on to read it and I said that he had no limitations and no restrictions and will practice at full today so it was a close call on that one luckily we're here we're ready to go in 2018 with the quarterback for now and we're going to have more on this podcast talking about OTAs as well as a bad take on Bobby McCain who seems to have rubbed some Dolphins the wrong way so we'll talk about that next on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast at Wingfield NFL at Lockdown Fins. Cranking it back up for segment number two on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. Looking at the Dolphins Twitter right now, and as you guys know, their social media team has just been on fire all offseason, and it has been that way for a couple of years now. They have a really good tweet that just went out showing some of the new guys working in their new garb, in their new threads. Of course, Dan Kilgore, Danny Amendola, Albert Wilson, Frank Gore, all on the practice field. Josh sitting there, he is showing up, looking good in the new threads for the Miami Dolphins. So cool stuff there from the social media team and one thing you're seeing here is a look at Bobby McCain on the Dolphins Twitter page and it just really got me thinking about some takes I've seen on Bobby McCain over the last couple of weeks or last couple of months there was a tweet out there about suggesting that they cut Bobby McCain back before all this stuff started and I I just couldn't fathom it you had one of the best slot corners in the league last year and people wanted to cut him because it would have saved like a couple of million bucks so I just don't understand where that's coming from it caused me to pull up a article that I wrote back in I think it was I think it was February also talking about Bobby McCain and it was titled Miami's multi-purpose man Bobby McCain talking about how he can play in the slot he can kick outside he can even drop back in like a two deep look in some certain coverages that call for him to do that he's a willing tackler he's a good blitzer he just does so many things well that I have a hard time understanding where all this vitriol comes from in regards to what his standing is on the team and a lot of folks seem to think that Minka Fitzpatrick because he was a slot corner at Alabama 
Alabama and did so much of that in Nick Saban's defense at Alabama that Bobby McCain is suddenly expendable to this team, and that's just not the case. We talked to Ian Wharton a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and I shared it on Twitter yesterday as well, talking about Bobby McCain's ranking among slot cornerbacks, allowing just 28% of the passes in his direction to be completed, only one touchdown. He did have some big plays with some blown coverages, but he's such a versatile piece in this defense. He was, I believe, the third-ranked slot cornerback on Ian Wharton's handbook, and this is a guy that went went through and sat down and watched every single rep of all the cornerbacks and judged them for their man coverage, for their zone coverage, for how many PBUs they had, how many plays in the ball, when they were in position to make a play. All of that advanced analytics that we just don't get from other places, Ian did it, and Bobby McCain came out smelling like roses on the other side. So he is kind of one of the linchpins of the secondary right now because without McCain, you don't really have a valid slot corner outside of Minka Fitzpatrick, who was supposed to be your free safety. So when I talked about valuable players who could not who this team cannot afford to see injured. McCain was on that list because that makes you move Minka Fitzpatrick into that spot. It brings TJ McDonald back onto the field and you have the same problem you had last year where your safeties are kind of the same type of player and there's not a lot you can do from a versatility standpoint because TJ is so limited in what he can do and Rashad Jones, as great as he is in so many areas, has some problems with certain things that Minka Fitzpatrick does very well. So The balance there is vital. It's so key to this football team. And a lot of that hinges on Bobby McCain as we don't have a really solid slot corner sitting behind him on the bench whether you want to consider uh, Torrey McTire, Cornell Armstrong, maybe Jalen Davis. There's just not a lot of guys there that have proven track records or any guys there that have proven track records. Whereas the depth on the outside kind of becomes the area you could look at. And I would even argue that McCain should probably play on the outside when we're in just our base defense without a nickel cornerback on the field. I would take Cordray Tankersley off the field, for instance, and go with Xavier Howard and Bobby McCain. Because you go back to that Denver Broncos game from last year, McCain was playing on the outside. He was handling Emmanuel Sanders. He was handling Marius Thomas. And albeit it was a bad quarterback ever from the Broncos with Trevor Simeon, but he was playing well. He was in position. He was making plays in the football. He got a PBU that led to an interception. I just think that he's the best cornerback on this team with all things told. And a lot of folks are big on Xavier Howard after a two-game stretch last year because he had four picks in those two games. And I get it that picks are the big stats and the big things that everyone looks at. But McCain is so valuable from a coverage standpoint. Playing in that slot is not an easy job, and he does it so well. So I would just, I would really... If you think that McCain's not valuable to this team, I would highly, highly recommend you reevaluate that. Get back into his film. I have several cut-ups in that piece on LockedOnDolphins.com. Miami's multi-purpose man, Bobby McCain. You can check that out. But it just seems like cornerback is an area they could dive back into if they get back into the free agent well, maybe even closer to the season when cuts are made at the end of training camp. I think cornerback could be an area they look at, but probably on the outside, on the perimeter, for maybe like a basically another alter on Werner to come in in case of emergency and play as a backup role because at some point this year, Tony Lippett is going to get a lot of reps on the outside. And if he were to go down again, then you're going to have to really kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel to find guys you think can play unless you believe once again that a rookie like Cornell Armstrong or Jalen Davis, maybe Jordan Lucas gets it figured out and becomes a contributing player. So there's a lot of working parts in that secondary that need to be worked out. And Bobby McCain is not even close to one of them. All right, so we have more to get to in the Lockdown Dolphins podcast, including a tease from the Jeff Darlington podcast I recorded earlier today. We'll do that next. LockdownDolphins.com, at Wingfield NFL, at Lockdown Fins. 
I teased it on Twitter this morning talking about my interview with Jeff Darlington of ESPN. We spoke for about an hour. I got about 40 minutes of a podcast. Really, really good stuff. Told me some things off air that I'm actually not allowed to repeat per his request, but it was such a good interview. Just by the end of it, it turned out being basically two guys talking shop that just love football. I found out he's not much of an actual team fan because he's been doing the reporting side for so long that he's found a way to mask kind of his fandom and growing up as a fan of different teams as a kid. Didn't really have carry over with him into adulthood but nonetheless it was still really cool to talk to him and get his feelings about this team he has so much intimate knowledge of this team he's been around the team a lot he knows Stephen Ross he knows Adam Gaze he knows Ryan Tannehill so there is so much good information in that podcast and I'll go ahead and play a little teaser for you guys here real quick just to give you guys an idea of what we talked about. So this is part of the promo that will run on the Lockdown Network throughout the course of the next week and why I have to hold off on releasing the episode. You want to get down and dirty? I guarantee you that if Tom Brady were to retire uh, in two years and the Dolphins decided they were done with Tannehill and the Patriots couldn't find like the, the guy in the draft that they wanted, Bill Belichick would go after him in a heartbeat. So that's Jeff Darlington saying that Bill Belichick would not even hesitate one iota to go get Ryan Tannehill if he became available. He would go on to talk about how Tannehill has all of the tools in the arsenal, everything you want in a quarterback, and coaches feel that way, and a lot of people around the league feel that way. And while he said there are some guys that are well-respected that have their concerns about Tannehill, Jeff's main point was that something I've been saying pretty much all offseason and not to toot my own horn here, but said that the guys that really pay attention, the guys that really do the work have high opinions of Ryan Tannehill and the Dolphins quarterback. So very good to hear that from him. Very nice to talk to Jeff Darlington. That that podcast will be out on Memorial Day in the evening at seven o'clock Eastern. So Monday, Mar- May the 28th. That podcast will drop and be available for you guys for the rest of time on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. And speaking of Locked On Dolphins, we have the week six charting piece on Ryan Tannehill up on LockedOnDolphins.com tomorrow. A very good look into a very good performance from Ryan Tannehill in 2016 when he really got going in that season, his first time having real success in Adam Gaze's offense. And I'm really excited to get to the rest of that project because that's when he starts to play really well. But you can check that out tomorrow on LockedOnDolphins.com. That will do it for today's podcast. You guys be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins. And follow our flagship show at Locked On NFL, both on Facebook and Twitter. Check out LockedOnDolphins.com. And you guys have a terrific rest of your day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow with another edition of Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football.